Hey, what up, what up, what up? Welcome to another episode of the WordPress Chick Podcast. You guys, I'm excited today because we are uh, jumping into something that may not seem exciting, but it kind of is, uh, managed WordPress hosting. I I connected with uh, some of the people at GoDaddy in the San Francisco office when Troy Dean had his meetup this summer. Um, and just one um, in awe with, they're just are all awesome people. And they are really jumping into the WordPress community. They have totally kicked up the managed WordPress hosting options. Like, I'm working on sort of an epic post, as I like to say, when they're, you know, videos and tutorials and whatnot. Um, but Gabe Mays is heading up the managed WordPress hosting. And so that's who I have on the show today. And I, I think you're going to be impressed with the direction they're going in, how they're stepping into the community. And seriously, when you see their onboarding, it's like, why did why did it take so long for somebody to do this? Um, anyways, enjoy the interview. As always, guys, thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast. Brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions, but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here. Just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. Gabe, thank you so much for being here. Hey, Kim. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is this is going to be really fun because one, I want to hear your story because I think it's great. And you guys are making massive changes uh, to support WordPress, which I think is awesome. So before we get into all of the WordPress and GoDaddy awesomeness, uh, can you share how you got into this? Apparently, you taught yourself how to code while you were deployed in Afghanistan. <laughs> Yeah, it's a pretty uh, crazy story. So I've always loved technology. Um, I loved building websites as a kid. Uh, kind of got away from it as I got older. But uh, after college, I started building websites again for friends and family and my own personal projects. I uh, started again with HTML. Uh, they discovered CMSs, tried Drupal, wasn't a fan, a fan yeah. of WordPress and fell in love with it. You know, um, that's when it started with WordPress. That's probably around 2008, 2009. Uh, absolutely loved it. Uh, kept building websites for friends and family, but saw ways to kind of automate it, you know? Yeah. Um, but that, that was kind of a step beyond just, you know, pulling together plugins and themes. Um, and that was around the time I deployed to Afghanistan. I don't know if you know anybody who's ever deployed, but uh, when you're deployed, you have a lot of free time, you know, because um, <laughs> we were living with the uh, Afghans and uh, we didn't really have internet. Um, and they couldn't operate at night, so I had a lot of free time after uh, operations and stuff. So I started kind of tinkering around with WordPress and teach myself to code to try to automate those processes. And that's where my first uh, two WordPress startups came from. And then from those startups, that's kind of how I crossed paths with GoDaddy and ended up joining them about a year after that. Well, before we jump into GoDaddy, so you did fill me in on the startups. How did that happen? <laughs> yeah, so... Um, I was building a lot of websites. I thought I was uh, doing the same things over and over. And I was looking for ways to kind of automate it. And I saw that um, pretty much for the small business, as long as you give them a way to update their content, there's pretty much the same uh, core set of plugins and high-quality images. If you can kind of pull that together, you can get kind of an 80% solution for a small business. Um, so pulling it together turned out to be just add content, which was my first startup. and was actually still going. But that essentially um, pulled together all these things so a small business could sign up and, and get a website in uh, 60 seconds. Um, and then the goal from there was to help them kind of automate their business. So if they were a plumber, um, they could have a client submit a form. Uh, submitting the form would automatically create uh, an invoice in FreshBooks, add them to their email newsletter, add them to their CRM, schedule an appointment, kind of do all that stuff automatically. Um, so it was kind of the premise behind uh, the first startup, which was uh, just that content all built on WordPress. Wow. Well, yeah, the automation piece of it, it's funny because I look at doing that just 
with, I create a lot of content. And so social sharing, all of those things, it's like, how can I get like 10 pieces from this? How can I, you know, spread this out so I'm not redoing everything and reinventing the wheel? Um, so that's great. So was that difficult to leave your startups to work with GoDaddy or, or how did that relationship come into play? That's a good question. Um, well, first, the decision to leave the Marine Corps to do the startups uh, was hard. I absolutely loved the Marine Corps. Um, I wanted to do it for 20 years. My wife was a Marine. Uh, she still is. Uh, but I fell in love with building products and uh, using WordPress to help small businesses solve problems. Um, so that happened around 2012-ish. Um, and then with GoDaddy, um, I crossed paths with them uh, via a connection uh, at Google Ventures, and they introduced me to GoDaddy. Um, and actually, Jeff King, who's our current GM, um, I did a demo for him, and they were interested in what I was doing. Um, and before that, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I had the, the that feeling about GoDaddy, you know, about the WordPress community. <laughs> yeah. I had that taste in my mouth. You know, Media Temple had happened. Um, and I had that I had that just that impression about GoDaddy. But um, after talking to Jeff and meeting part of the new team that had come on board, I was pretty impressed. I thought that what they were doing was interesting, uh, but it wasn't a, a good time. Um, and then about a year later, uh, my wife was selected for the for the Blue Angels. So she'd be on the road 300 days a year. And I wanted to do something else at that time because I figured it was an opportunity for me to jump. Mm-hmm. And uh, GoDaddy had an opportunity to uh, – they wanted a head of WordPress products. Um, and that really fit my skill set really well because it was serving small businesses. So I jumped at it. And that was about a year ago. That I got to meet Jeff King. At, at, uh, he's in San Francisco, yes? Uh, yeah, Sunnyvale, yeah. which is just near San Francisco. Oh, okay, okay. So, well, he was up with the, the offices. We did a uh, – Troy Dean did a meetup in San Francisco at the end of – July. God, I can't believe it was the end of July already. Um, love the offices. I just, I love what you guys are doing. It was really fun to get to hang out and talk to some of the team at GoDaddy. So you brought it up, but let's go ahead and address the elephant in the room that, you know, GoDaddy has not had the greatest reputation for hosting and, and supporting WordPress. Uh, but I, I actually got to test the, um, the managed WordPress hosting for, for GoDaddy a year or so ago, and it's great. So let's kind of shift directions. And first of all, so I know you've only been there a year, but did they explain sort of or what is the story behind the amount of energy they're putting into WordPress and going in that direction? Yeah, that's a good question. So um, a couple of years ago, um, GoDaddy, uh, the founder stepped down and, and uh, GoDaddy went public. And at that time, a whole new leadership team came on board uh, to try to uh, you know re, uh, revitalize the company. Uh, Jeff King was the one who came on board to take over the hosting department. Uh, and he had his hands full, you know, reliability wasn't strong. We didn't really have a focus on WordPress because, you know, frankly, we, we just didn't get WordPress, you know? Yeah. Um, so over the next couple of years, um, they've invested massively to try to stabilize the platform, uh, launched the new managed WordPress hosting product in early 2014, which is what you, what you tested with. Um, we've come a long ways. We have a lot, uh, a lot more work to do, you know, um, we're very happy about kind of what we've, uh, what we've done so far. Um, so you'll sort of see more investments kind of around WordPress to help us be better stewards of the community, you know, because, um, when it comes to WordPress, it's free, it's open source hosts make a lot of money off of it. Um, we should be giving back to help uh, elevate the community, you know, which is huge because not a lot of, I mean, there are definitely a lot of managed WordPress hosting companies that started popping up, you know, the last few years that are that are heavily involved in the community. So I think it's nice to see a company the size of GoDaddy stepping into the community as well. Yeah, it's um, I, I agree. It's also hard because, um, you know, uh, hosting and WordPress aren't our only product. You know, we're mostly most of our revenue comes from domains. We have email. We have all these other services. Um, so when it comes to competing in the WordPress space, uh, most of the competitors, all they do is manage WordPress hosting. You know, so it's it's definitely uh, uh, an interesting kind of um, 
a kind of relationship, but um, we feel that we can bring more to it. You know, and we're definitely learning from those guys as well. Yeah, it's it's well, you know, the interesting too, the interesting thing about some of the managed WordPress hosting companies, and I don't have anything bad to say about anybody, but is they're they appeal more to designers and developers at times, and so you have so many people that are are you know most. I say most, but a lot of people launching new websites today. What is it? I know the last stat I had heard was, you know, over 20% of new domains automatically and they jump into WordPress right away. And so, you know, you have a lot of people that just want to do it for themselves or they want to get a new website up or they're new to online marketing in general. And so sometimes the, the process with some of these other companies could be a little bit overwhelming. They don't, does that make sense? No, that makes complete sense. Um, and that's kind of the interesting thing about WordPress because, you know, managed WordPress, I think Pagely was the first one to, to kind of start that trend about seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it was mostly targeted towards that audience, you know, those, those experts, those pros. It was, you know, premium WordPress hosting. It had a high price point, included caching, performance, security, things like that. Um, but as we kind of abstract that, and that just kind of becomes the norm, the norm in the WordPress community, uh, more small businesses want to get involved. Um, but by and large, the, the managed WordPress hosts are still kind of focused on, um, that kind of high end customer. Um, at GoDaddy, our core customer is a small business. So we're trying to serve them. So, um, we definitely have kind of experienced how do we make, uh, you know, managed WordPress and WordPress accessible to that small business user uh, without forgetting about, uh, the expert and the pro, you know? So it's, it's a bit of an interesting experience. Yeah. So do you have now, before we get into the onboarding, which I got a sneak peek of and I love is, can you, so do you have different WordPress products then for the, for the customer based on their, their skill level or what their, I mean, obviously they, you can, I'm assuming, you know, you can buy a hosting package and as you need more space, you get more space and whatnot. So, but is there, are the, is it all going to be sort of one or is it, look, I don't need the onboarding. I don't need this. Just, I want my hosting and I want it up. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, um, that's, that's kind of a, can of worms and it's an interesting thing it's it's the power of wordpress but it's also um, one of our limitations at wordpress because who is wordpress for you know it's for everybody mm-hmm. uh for the person who discovered wordpress yesterday that just wants a simple blog to the agency that's been doing sites for 20 years uh and and you know does sites for like cnn you know so it's it's hard to, to serve that whole spectrum um we do have plans for different customers uh for example we have our basic plan uh then we have um more advanced plans with come with like staging and, and more complex things like that uh, but we also uh, recently acquired uh, Managed WP. Um, so that feature set will also become part of our um, offerings to target the more high-end user, while the onboarding tool that you saw, um, that's more to help our uh, small businesses that may not be familiar with WordPress kind of get online um, and succeed. But the cool thing is that there's a lot of overlap as well. Um, like some of the new features that we have is our, you know, image library where they can pull images. Well, small businesses need high quality images just like pros do, you know? So, uh, thankfully, since this WordPress is a lot of overlap in what they need, they all want fast sites, you know, they all want secure sites, things like that. Yeah. And I, which, and by the way, I, um, the managed WP, congratulations. That's an awesome product. And so I think it's really, it's testament to the direction you guys are going. And I think some of these partnerships. Um, so let's talk a little bit uh, about this new onboarding. And it's funny because Jeff had mentioned it at that meetup. And he's like, oh, we have this new onboarding process for GoDaddy. And so I totally appreciate you sending me the video. Can you share with the listeners what that is? I, I'm just, I'm, it's, wow. <laughs> it's not, it's not Fantastico or this one click install. It's, it's gorgeous. Yeah. So, um, you know, part of it is kind of a hard acknowledgement, you know, um, nobody really wants hosting, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. hosting is just this, you know, hosting is just this thing they have to deal with to get online, you know, mm-hmm. um, they just want 
on the website. Uh, the tool they use is WordPress. Uh, to do that, they need hosting. Uh, we get that. Uh, we want to help them get from A to B, B being that um, website they can be proud of that helps their business succeed as fast as possible. Um, so we've been working over the last year to try to streamline that process. Um, so through a wizard and, and a number of steps, uh, we asked the customer, uh, you know, what kind of site are you building? Are you building a blog, um, a regular website, you know, which comes with a blog or an online store? Um, what industry are you in? You know, um, uh, what is the title of your site? What's your slogan? Um, then we ask them, what's your contact information? Uh, what are your social media profiles? Based on the industry they told us, we give them uh, a set of high quality images they can choose from. They can pick one that uh, best matches their site. Um, we also uh, can detect what language they're using. Um, so if they're, um, you know, in Brazil, uh, all their content will automatically be in Portuguese, uh, as well as the onboarding wizard, just so they can uh, get it in their own language. Um, and then we also give them a kind of starter content, uh, which includes, you know, an about page, services, uh, contact pages, with contact form, things like that, just to kind of get them started. And then we bundle in um, Beaver Builder to help uh, uh, improve the site editing experience to make it easier. And Ninja Forms for Forms will soon be uh, bundling in Yoast with a simplified uh, setup tool and things like that to try to get them uh, started quickly. So at the end of the, you know, the two-minute setup process, they have a fully built site that can easily edit uh, that represents their business. So they can just kind of plug in their own content. I, I, I wish I had a, a sound effect with a round of applause because the content piece, I think anybody who's ever built a site for a customer, that's where everybody gets hung up and they don't know where to start. So having sort of that, that starter content in there to go in and edit and, and, and shift makes it a lot easier to get to the next step. Um, but I want to, uh, back up a little bit. So first of all, how did you guys, and it's the Beaver Builder Lite, which is in the, uh, the repository, correct? Um, well, first of all, you're kind of about content. Uh, yes, like a blank page is intimidating. So <laughs> yeah. that jumpstart definitely helps them. Um, so yes, the core is the Beaver Builder Lite, uh, but through a, Beaver, uh, a partnership with Beaver Builder, we're able to bundle some of the premium modules that come with their, their paid plans. Um, so customers can get some extra features, uh, by using it through us. What made you guys decide to go with Beaver Builder? I mean, I, again, I love those guys. I think they're fantastic. I could not be happier for them. Um, how did, is it a tool you had been using yourself? What made you decide to to go that direction? That's a great question. Um, Beaver, Beaver Builder guys are awesome. Um, the interesting thing about WordPress is in the last year, there's been an, like a, an explosion of all these site builders. You know, there's layers, there's that. Um, so which one? Uh, works the best. That was the hardest uh, question we had. I probably spent a few weeks uh, trying all of them. Um, and then um, I found uh, Chris Lemma's review of Beaver Builder and uh, decided to give it a shot. Uh, the name, I'll be honest with you, put me off in the beginning. Um, <laughs> I, I asked them about that in the first interview. I'm all, all right, guys, you got to tell me where this name came from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, and every time we tell somebody, they, they kind of chuckle a little bit. But, um, I mean, it's a great product and a great company, you know. Uh, they've really built something cool. And the interesting thing is um, their, their target is actually um, pros, more advanced users, um, and even agencies use the tool. But we've found that um, compared to the default WordPress experience, it's actually a lot uh, better at helping small businesses kind of do what they need, where it may be more complex than we'd want, but it's uh, one of the best options out there, and it greatly improves the uh, the default WordPress experience for site editing. Well, it is. And I, the, the beauty of it, too, is that there's a first of all, I don't know, I'm sure you're aware of it at this point, there's such a huge community around Beaver Builder. So there's a lot of third party tools being, you know, being created and plugins to even extend it further beyond their paid version. Um, but yeah, oh, yeah. it's, it's it, the community around Beaver Builder is like the community with WordPress. So um, yeah, that's fantastic. I'm super happy for yeah, that. Well, 
Yeah, and I've heard to mention it though. Um, the Beaver Builder community is awesome, and especially the uh, the Facebook group. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of stealthily joined uh, a few months before we uh, approached them, um, and that's one of the things that won me over. I mean, people love this thing so much; they're building add-ons for it and stuff, and it's just awesome to have that level of support, you know. And it's and it's a an ecosystem onto itself. It's very it's very awesome. Yeah, it is. So I think now is was the original when you guys started looking at doing the onboarding and. I have to say, I just want the listeners, and I don't know if, if the video is shared as public or when it will be. Um, you can post it if you want. Okay, great. So it'll be included in the show notes, guys. So, so take a look at that. Um, but it was literally four minutes to show from installation and all those steps you added, which kind of ties into, I want to talk a little bit about some of the plugins. Cause, you know, there's some, there's some hosting companies that'll, that are doing sort of this bundling, but you have to go in and delete like 500 things. It's like, I'm going to bundle like a entire marketplace for you. And it, it gets to be a bit much. Um, so mm-hmm. with this, I, the plugins and stuff, when you were talking about the contact stuff, like I didn't know you guys had a contact widget in the repository either, which was pretty cool. Um, so how many, can you talk about the plugins piece of it? How many plugins do you guys have? And is that a direction you're going in? Uh, that's great. So how do I explain it? So I, I like, I absolutely love the WordPress community. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard from that, uh, that quote from Michelangelo, uh, where he says like, you know, I saw an angel in the marble and, and, and carved until I set mm-hmm. it free, you know, like yeah. that's what WordPress is. It's this amazing thing. We can do whatever you want. And all we had to do was just kind of carve away the stuff that we, that we didn't want that our small businesses don't want to kind of bring out that amazing experience. So instead of building everything from scratch, uh, we do our best to leverage the best stuff in the WordPress community and pull it in to, to expose it to our customers. Um, the thing with the contact widget, uh, we couldn't find anything that was that simple and that small. Uh, so we build it, we put it in the repo so the rest of the community could use it. Um, but by and large, everything else we're using, um, we, we pulled from the community to try to make it better. Um, and those themes you're seeing and everything like that, uh, that stuff that we're also putting in the repo so everybody can use. Um, so it was, it's kind of a hard decision to kind of decide how to do that. Um, you'll probably see more of that as we start moving into verticals and things like that. Um, so like if somebody needs like a, um, if we're doing a vertical for salon or something, we may pull out an appointment scheduling plugin. You know, if we um, are doing something for realtors, it may be an MLS plugin, something like that. But we do our best to really leverage the community and kind of pull it into our experience to partner with those uh, plugin developers that are out there. Which is huge because I mean, the, the plugin repository in and of itself, I mean, like I, the WordPress community is amazing. The WordPress ecosystem is interesting because I consider myself, well, I'm not a developer, so we'll just go ahead and clear that <laughs> right now, but I, I'm a big marketer and it's fascinating to me where people don't hesitate in the marketing space to drop 300 bucks and they'll pay $300 a month for a tool that helps them do it. And people will argue over an annual renewal license for a plugin for like $49. <laughs> You know, oh, like, yeah. and I'm like, you have this entire repository where these are free, like, give back a little bit. Let, let's not do this. So um, I think that's, that's great that you guys are supporting those guys, because, you know, the amount of free plugins blows my mind that people do that just because they can. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and, and the thing is, it's not unique to the WordPress uh, ecosystem. Like even in the app store, you'll have some amazing app on the uh, Apple app store and it'll be 99 cents. And people will say, ah, it's too expensive. I won't buy it, you know? So it's just, um, I, I think we've, um, it's just the way people are conditioned to do things, you know? So, um, I think Beaver Builder with their, with their freemium model is definitely the right way to go and the right way to build an audience to kind of get that critical mass behind a product. 
Yeah, no, definitely. And your your point to the visual builders, I am a huge fan of visual builders. Um, and, and I know some, you know, there's opinions about them. But to the everyday user who wants to make changes quickly or test something or try something, it's I think it's a huge shift. And I think we're going to just keep seeing more of it. Um, it. It's fascinating, that marketplace in and of itself. Go yeah. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, the thing is that, um, and I guess that the most important thing is if WordPress doesn't like we're slow in pulling that stuff into core, but if we don't go that way to make it easier to kind of keep up with the industry, uh, we're, we will fall behind, you know? So, uh, hats off to guys like, uh, you know, Beaver Builder and, and Layers and all these guys trying to make that easier to try to push our ecosystem forward. Well, yeah, and especially considering, like, I love, you know, with the Beaver Builder guys, they came from this place, they had their own agency and they were just like, we need to make this, we're, we're redoing we're repeating our, our work. And so doing it that way, as opposed to being a little bit of a, a code purist say, and they just went with that. Um, so let's, let's go back a little bit because in, in the sneak peek that I got to see with the onboarding and you mentioned this, this amazing um, uh, image library, right? So now correct me if I'm wrong. So you were saying that basically, so like, let's say, I'm just going to pull what was in the, in the demo too, but let's say it was like, I'm an accountant and I want to set up an accounting theme. Then I will once I select my theme, then I will get an image library of Im- of relevant images for an accounting business. Correct. Um, so yeah, we have a library of about ten thousand images, uh, kind of built in. Uh, we we pay for the license, so any of our GoDaddy customers can use them unlimited royalty free use. Um, the way it works is um, when you saw uh, that screen and type in industry, you can type in whatever, and it has a thousand different categories. You know, one was accountant. Um, those are actually linked. So if you choose accountant um, during the site setup process, it'll show you accountant images uh, for your hero image. Um, so that's one way that we do it during the site setup there. But also um, after you've created your site, uh, if you're using the, the uh, uh, media library, whether in the uh, WordPress dashboard editor or if you use it for something like Beaver Builder, um, it'll, you can actually use that same library to import new stock images. Um, so you can search for something for different categories, or you can just browse and you can preview them. When you find one you like, you can just hit import and it's all free, all, all included in the platform. That is huge. There are so many, there's a lot of great free royalty image, you know, sites out there now, but at the same time, you start seeing the same images over and over also being yeah. used, being used in certain markets. So, so that's fantastic. Um, so how about you with plugins? Do you have any favorite plugins or, or uh, things you'd like to see pulled in? I think Yoast is great. That's pretty standard. Yeah, we're talking to Yoast now. Um, we've actually wanted to use um, an SEO plugin for a while. It's just um, they're so complex and so hard to set up. Um, it just didn't make sense for our users. Um, but we've been working with Yoast, and he's actually uh, building a, uh, kind of a, a way to simplify it for our customers. So we'll be uh, pulling that in as well. Um, what other features? Uh, it's not really features that I'm looking for at this point. It's more um, simplifying it for new users, right? Because like we have the customizer, like you and I know what that means, but what does that mean to a small business? What is cu- customize what? You know, mm-hmm. uh, that doesn't really kind of mean anything. Or maybe a button in the customizer um, to actually edit this page on the back end where you can click it and go to the WordPress dashboard for that post and then hit it again and go to the front end for that post, you know, just something like that to kind of pull things together in the WordPress experience. Cause it's not super intuitive. I mean, it's easy if you're used to it, but how do we simplify this for people who've never seen WordPress before, you know, and how do we pull more of that functionality into the customizer to make it more native? So from that perspective, would you say with, with the new onboarding and the product that you guys are working on, is this geared more towards a new user? Oh yeah, Absolutely. 
Um, we're trying to simplify it for small businesses to help them kind of get online. Uh, pros know, know what they're doing. Um, some of the stuff we're doing will help them, like those that image library. Um, but we have a different set of tools like uh, Manage WP and GoDaddy Pro to really help them uh, deliver an amazing experience for their clients where we're trying to help get uh, nascent SMBs uh, started. Wow. I just, um, with, with, so with the onboarding, the, the sneak peek, is that where you guys are at that you're going to be deploying that right now? Or is this, you're going to keep adding to that? So yeah, that'll be live uh, this week. Um, there will be a new uh, front of site page for it um, because you know a small business goes to a, a hosting page and they see you know you know 15 gigs SSD. Like what does that mean? <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. um, they just want a website. So we have a new landing page that kind of targets them, um, so that it tells them, hey, now you can use WordPress to kind of build a website that you want, and kind of compares it to the, a regular website builder and things like that. Um, so there's a new experience for them uh, that's live this week. But we have uh, a few hundred items on the backlog just to keep. An, continuing to improve this process um, based on the, the feedback from our customers and based on the stuff that we've, uh, we've already identified. Do you have, so do you have any, that's great. <laughs> I acknowledge that. Um, so do you have any guidelines for, for a new, so let's say somebody's listening and they're like, you know what, I think I'm going to switch over. So great examples. I mean, I have I, all my domains pretty much are with GoDaddy and anybody who's been doing this for a few years is you kind of become a domain collector, but it is nice to have everything in one spot. So, um, where should somebody start? Is there like a, you know, a base package or <laughs> based on my business? Would you guys make recommendations? What's the best place to start? I think a deluxe plan is pretty good. It's fairly low price. comes with a staging environment and all the basic stuff, including a domain. Um, all existing customers will get the library that we're adding. So for existing customers, it'll just appear uh, in their media library. Um, that's a good plan. In the future, we'll be adding uh, more packages so you get more. Uh, like, for example, if you serve clients or you're a pro, you'll get more of those managed WP features just for being hosted at GoDaddy. You know, so you kind of get more of that stuff in one place through the same dashboard. Uh, so that'll be definitely be coming in the future. But for now, the uh, deluxe plan is a pretty good place to start for managed WordPress. Okay, great. And then what about uh, migrations? Do you guys help with that? Is that added? What What does that look like for somebody who might be thinking, all right, I'm going to move my stuff over to GoDaddy? Yeah, migrations are free. Um, if you want to migrate to us, we have a built-in tool. If that doesn't work, uh, they can just call in and uh, one of our uh, reps will help uh, migrate them over. And uh, the cool thing is we're actually leveraging the technology and managed WP to uh, significantly improve our migration process. So you won't even need SFTP credentials anymore. So uh, we should be getting that a little later this year, but uh, that'll be that'll be awesome. That's huge for people because that's usually the biggest fear is, oh my God, I don't want to do this. Um Oh God, I have another question with, with, um, getting out in the marketplace and like being on the show and stuff. How, how did you guys approach, you know, getting more involved in the community? Uh, what do you mean? Do you mean attending events or? Well, yeah. I mean, mean, did you decide, well, stepping into, because really before what a lot, the last year, I didn't remember seeing GoDaddy at meetup, uh, not meetups, but at WordCamps or, you know, getting out there and really being involved in the community. Did you guys, where did you start with that or how did you, was it once you came on board and they started heading up the, the GoDaddy WordPress products? Just what was the plan in terms of getting out and getting involved in the community? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, we have our evangelist, uh, Mendel. Um, he's done an amazing job over the last uh, couple of years just trying to, to help turn GoDaddy's reputation around. Um, because the biggest problem is we didn't understand uh, WordPress. We just didn't get it. 
you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what hurt us a lot. Um, so Mendel, uh, he's been a WordPress guy for a while. Uh, he's been out in the community, uh, building relationships and, and helping bring back to the company the things we should be doing to improve. Um, so I, that's I actually talked and- sorry to interrupt you. I talked to Mendel la- yeah. a year or two ago. You, you guys hosted yeah. a dinner at the last San Francisco WordCamp. I, I wasn't in town, but, um, yeah, he is a huge evangelist. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, he does an awesome job. And, um, he's, I'd say he's pretty much the reason why, uh, we're where we are, you know? Um, and he's been the one driving us to do the right things for the community to make the products better based on feedback and things like that. So over the last year, uh, we've definitely invested more in evangelism, invested more in understanding the community, uh, invested more in making our, our, uh, our people kind of go to these WordPress events to really understand our customers and what they need. Um, because WordPress is a, it's kind of a religion, you know, <laughs> the way the community is. And <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, you have to really understand it. And, um, from the outside, it may seem bizarre, but it's, I mean, it's, you don't appreciate what it is until you're actually there. So we've been trying to just understand it more as a company so we can do right by the community. I, I ask, thank you for sharing that. And I ask you because I think a lot of people, um, you know, when for online businesses, well, any business, but, you know, for, for entrepreneurs, it, it's very easy to kind of get caught up in your day to day. And it's it getting out there and getting involved one way or another, whether it is at a meetup, at a WordCamp, at, uh, you know, certain Facebook groups or attending and getting connected with people will shift things faster than anything you do just solely online. Yeah, especially as a small business or a marketer or a pro. Like, I mean, you'll learn so much at these meetups and just discover new things that you've never heard of, a new plugin, a new way to do things, things like that. So I definitely agree with you on that. So is with, with everything that's going on, which is all fantastic, what is, uh, is there anything coming that we can look forward to for the remainder of 2016 that you feel like sharing? Yeah. Yeah, sure. So, um, with our managed WordPress product, we're making uh, massive improvements on it. Um, you'll see some, uh, some new platform upgrades over the next few months. Uh, next year, we'll probably be migrating to a, a new, uh, improved platform that has a lot more uh, functionality in it. Um, we acquired managed WP, um, in the future, you'll see more tighter integration uh, with our actual uh, hosting products. So it just kind of feels native. So, you know, if you remember, you know, about five years ago, uh, managed WordPress hosting was new. Then managed WordPress hosting kind of pulled together, you know, caching, uh, security, things like that, performance. And now you just expect it. Um, in the future, uh, like those tools that a pro relies on to serve their clients should be part of the experience. It shouldn't feel separate, you know. So expect that uh, soon as well. So, so no needing to go set up Cloudflare and point name servers and <laughs> new records. It's it's all in one. Yeah, it should just work. I mean, like we said, you know, nobody wants hosting, right? Uh, we should make this thing this value added, um, so people just don't have to deal with it. But it actually makes them better able to to do their job. Yeah, amen. There's so I have tested a few different hosting tools, and it's just the need to to add on other things or hire another company for security or this or that get, gets a little bit old pretty quick. <laughs> and especially for the new user who can't go do these things quickly. And, and to your point with the onboarding that, you know, they don't know what they don't know. And once, if you've been using WordPress for a while, like I always forget, like it's, it's kind of, um, I'm just kind of asinine that I don't have like how to set up WordPress on the WordPress check. Right. Because I just I keep assuming I keep moving forward and forget that probably a lot of people that visit the site like want to know how to install it and set it up. So I will be using your tool to demonstrate. that. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely appreciate that. But I, I agree with you. I mean, as it approaches a decade using WordPress, you know, it's just, 
you know, you, these things you just take for granted and you just kind of forget that people can't connect the dots that way because they're brand new to it, you know? Um, but like, you know, WordPress is at, you know, 26-ish percent now, like, and Matt talks about his goal about getting to 51%. Like, we won't get to 51% if we don't um, start embracing these new users and help them succeed. Yeah, absolutely. And you, so the video that you showed me, I, I should have asked you this a little bit ago, but now when somebody logs in, are there those, what you showed me in the video, they're just going to get walked through. Are there any sort of tool tips or, um, I'm trying to think, have you ever seen the, the, the company Sidekick? Yes. Okay. Yep. So like, is, is any of that part of that process where, you know, so, someone says, I don't know how to add a blog post is, are you guys going to go into that direction? That's a great question, Kim. <laughs> You're like, um, I'm not sure. You're like, can you let us get this one out first? I'm sorry. No, 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 no. no that's that's a great question. Um, so you know what WP101 is, uh, Sean Hexeth? Yeah. Yeah. So we have that built in. So a customer uh, buys their site. Um, once they get to the dashboard, uh, they have uh, WP101 videos kind of built in there. So they can just start watching us learn how to use WordPress. Um, so that's inside the experience. Um, but also we're actually adding tooltips kind of along the way because, you know, Beaver Builders are a great tool, but when a customer uh, finishes setting up their website and they land on the customizer, it's hard to actually understand what you can do in the customizer versus what you need to do in Beaver Builder, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so in the customizer, you'll see a button that says Launch Page Builder. That takes them to Beaver Builder, and then they can easily uh, go back. But we also have tooltips that says, hey, you know, your your site header, your header, your uh, hero widget area, your footer. Those are things you need to edit in the customizer. To edit your site content, uh, go to Beaver Builder by clicking this button. So we have some uh, contextual tips like that to help guide them along. Uh, that's awesome. And I just keep popping around based on what you're saying, so bear with me. But the your point with Beaver Builder, then, if somebody wants to upgrade to Beaver Builder Pro, then they can use it and just add their own page templates to overwrite the theme, just like you would on any other site. Yes? Yep, correct. Yeah, we have um, we have a few templates in there. But um, if our customers love Beaver Builder, uh, we definitely encourage them to, to upgrade because it's a great product, you know, and they'll get support. They'll get all the additional templates and all the additional features. So, uh, yeah, that's right there in there for them. This is super exciting. So how has, how has the, uh, evolution of the uh, managed WordPress hosting been? And I mean, you don't have to get about numbers or anything, but in terms of the growth, are you seeing, did you guys do a beta? Are you seeing feedback from users? So yeah, the, the managed WordPress hosting product is growing, uh, exceptionally fast. Uh, it's our fastest growing hosting product. Um, in terms of the, the tool, this is the third iteration of the tool, the onboarding tool, but it's the biggest step. The rest of them were, were pretty basic, but, um, even in the early stages, we saw a, th- uh, a th- almost a three times increase in publish rate of people actually getting successful in publishing their content. So hopefully in the next few weeks, we'll start to have some data about how customers are using this. But, um, we definitely use that data to kind of drive improvements to the product, you know, where our customers are having trouble, things like that, to see what we can improve. Oh, you know, I hadn't even thought about that. So with, with the product itself, I mean, can you see what I'm sure you can, everything's trackable, but you know, maybe where somebody gets stuck or they deploy the site and then it kind of sits, like, can you guys see that data? And obviously without getting into privacy issues, but can you see along the onboarding where people are getting stuck? Yeah, the most thing that we're we're concerned with is, you know, somebody buys a product, but they never activate it. You know, somebody uh, activates it and they install WordPress, but they don't really do anything. Uh, somebody goes through the onboarding, but they don't do anything after that. Um, so those are the different phases that we kind of look at and see how can we make them successful. So uh, we target uh, different campaigns, maybe send them a guide to say, hey, you know, uh, here are your next steps or where are you having trouble, things like that, just to kind of get them moving. Um, because, you know, small businesses, uh, it can be intimidating to use technology. They're busy. They don't have time. Uh, we can also recommend them. Uh, 
hook them up with a pro to kind of help them take their site to the next level, you know? So there's a lot of different things we can do based on the situation. I love that. That was going to be my next question in terms of campaigns. It's like, I love that then you stay in touch like, hey, we noticed this or here's how to get started with this. So you guys are sort of doing email campaigns with your customers as well when they start? Right. Yep. And um, I don't know if you can see it in the demo, but we also um, provision them a, a test account with our good at email marketing. Uh, with the newsletter opt-in already set there. So they can start collecting emails before they even know what email marketing is. Um, then we have a little um, little guide that tells them, here's what email marketing is and here's how it can kind of help your business. Um, you're on the free plan now. Keep using it if you want. But if, you, if this is useful to you, uh, here's how to actually take full advantage of it and take it to the next level. So just different things like that. So do you guys do, I didn't even know, do you have like a built-in autoresponder that somebody can use as opposed to say Active Campaign or Infusionsoft or Aweber? Yeah, well, a couple of years ago, we acquired a Mad Mimi, an email newsletter um, a company, um, and we've we actually give customers a starter account uh, with a pre-built opt-in box to kind of um, automatically collecting those emails. Um, and then we don't actually set it up for them because we don't want to do that to our customers where we're setting out stuff on their behalf. So <laughs> yeah. we just thank, allow thank them you, to, Wells Fargo. To, Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Well, we just let them collect those emails and they can say, we can say, hey, you have, you know, X number of subscribers. Um, think about marketing to them or, or whatever like that. So they can decide what they want to do next. God, I love that. I didn't know you guys had acquired Mad Mimi. And because a lot of people, it's an oversight. So I'm sure people that are getting started or they, they, they see that it's there. You know, again, you don't know what you don't know. So if you see that you can start collecting emails, it's like, oh, hey, whether or not they are massive email marketers yet or not. Um, you know, the one thing I've always said, I'm like, you hear it over and over again, you know, build your list. I'm like, I wish I had listened to that story eight years ago, but six of one. Um, so I love that you guys are doing that for your customers too. Is there anything, you know, last final words you want to share with the listeners? I, I think I'm, I'm really excited to demo this and share it. And of course, videos will be in the post. Is there anything else you'd like to share? Uh, no, I mean, I'd love them to to try our product, you know, the, the onboarding tool for small businesses, for pros, check out our new uh, integrations with our managed WP. I, I love the feedback, and I definitely appreciate you having me on. Thank you so much, Gabe.